This creature from the dirt defied the everlasting holy God. God, for the glory of his name, is reconciling and reclaiming all things to himself. He's just yearning for you. He's longing for you. He wants friendship and relationship with you. He needs you. Oh, you're breaking his heart. No, he's going to break you. Self-esteem, that is a satanic idea. You're not as important as you think you are. This, like, when you say, I, I just can't believe in a God that would, you realize it doesn't matter. You don't get to define God. This is what's wrong with the Christian church today. We don't know who God is. Give us a man who knows the truth. One man, Jew and Gentile, bond and free. One, there is no race in Christ Jesus. Oh, how a man needs to fear God that that man might cling to his word. Give us some preachers who aren't tripping over their skirt to get into the pulpit. What's wrong with you people? And bang. <laughs> that sounded like the beginning of Doctrine and Devotion. <laughs> so so welcome to Matter of Theology, everybody. So I just want I just want to paint this picture. Okay. AG and I are talking, we're waiting on Josh to jump on. And here comes Josh, pops onto the screen, and what do we see? This beautiful, beautiful man with the golden molasses voice. That's right. With a pipe. And he is he is enjoying the goodness. I am. I am. That's, right. that's that's how the golden molasses gets there. Let's be clear. Spurgeon <laughs> did right. say that. He did talk about uh, smoking cigars and that's drinking right. whiskey, wasn't it? Oh, hey, look at yeah. that. There it is. Yeah. And you want to see the problem with this one? I poked a hole in the bottom on accident. <laughs> that's not good. I know. Yeah. But, yeah. By no, the way, that's for those stuff. of you who can't see, it's a corn cob pipe. Mm-hmm. Popeye style. That's right. Popeye. That's right. No, it's not yet, Chris. Not yet. No, we can't do that yet. (laughs) It's not allowed. So what are we talking about today? Well, you know, in 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 um I guess in the past couple weeks there there's been a certain um uh individual in the in the world um of charismatic prosperity gospel theology that is um, supposedly um, recanted and uh, said that he is he is not standing for it anymore that the Holy Ghost is not for sale that salvation is not for sale um, and that he is uh, he is he is turning away from prosperity theology and of course that is none other than Benny Hen Uncle and Benny we, Uncle B uh, and as Ag and I have been texting uh, a, cu- a couple of times, uh, Skeezy Benny is uh, I think a better name for. Him. <laughs> he is very um, slick. So slick. slick Benny, I think that's what slick. I said. Uh, slick skeezy, Benny. Skeezy like just kind of came out now. I like that Slick Benny. So Slicky hand, right? There. <laughs> yeah. So we we just kind of wanted to talk about um, hate the sin, love the sinner, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, how how are we as believers? Uh, supposed to respond um, when uh, w- when someone falls, 
when, when someone uh, like Benny Hinn uh, is is an, a, a proponent of of rank heresy um, and has not only continued to spew that rank heresy, but but is someone who is responsible uh, for people's, I mean, actual death. Um, and uh, maybe we can put a link in the show notes, but uh, but a friend of a friend of uh, a friend of ours, uh, Justin Peters, um, uh, did this hour and fifty minute video of uh, he called it um, an analysis and a, a plea and an apology of what was going on with Benny Hinn, and uh, and it was so well put together, and Justin did such a great job at um, at trying to communicate all the information. Easy, buddy. Easy. Uh, uh, Josh just choked a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting excited. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, so go check that out if you haven't. It's on his YouTube page, uh, Justin Peters Ministries. Um, but in there, I mean, he he had such a heartfelt um, uh, plea for Benny Hinn, um, and really wanted to open up people's eyes in a public way because of how public Benny's sin is. And so the three of us were talking a few weeks ago uh, about really talking about how are we to respond um, to those who uh, like that or someone who falls. Um, and and, and as, as I'll get into in, in my section of this, so, but should we associate with these people? Can we? Should we? How should we? Is it something that we partner with them in ministry like Francis Chan has done um, with Benny Hinn and Todd White and stuff like that? Should we? Uh, or, and then how, how should we approach these people who, uh, who, are, uh, who are there? So, so we just kind of split it up into, into four talking points. Um, uh, and each of us are going to take one, and then Josh and I are going to kind of tag team the last one. But, um, but we were we were asking the following questions: um, God and, and or these not questions. I'm sorry. These points. Number one is, uh, you know, God is the only one allowed to abhor the sinner. Um, he is the only one allowed uh, to hate the sinner because of their sin. Uh, number two is, you know, we cannot, should not be the Holy Spirit to someone. Um, three is, is we must be careful how we associate with someone and then how, and then, uh, number four is when we love and forgive, we are never more like Christ. When we hate a bore and hold on to bitterness, we are never more like Satan. So those are kind of the talking points that we're going to go through tonight. Um, or not necessarily tonight, but this episode, whenever you are listening to the matter of theology. So, uh, so, Josh, did you want to, man? Do you want to kick us off with sure talking about God being the only one allowed to abhor the sinner and why? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you hear a lot that um, you know. I mean, it's a heated debate. You know, does God love the sinner? Does He hate the sinner? Is it a combination of both? What's our definition of love, right? And and you hear often the term, like we said, you know, at the beginning, God, you know, hate, hate this, love the sinner, hate the sin. Right. That's the term. Um, and that has been picked apart by a lot of people uh, in a lot of different ways. But I'm actually going to possibly say something that is rather, uh, what do you say, rather controversial and say that for us as Christians who are not God, the term hate the sin and love the sinner is exactly theologically correct. That Amen. is what we should be doing. And the problem is 
uh, especially in our culture today, is when we mix those two up and begin to start um, <clears throat> defining love uh, incorrectly, <laughs> right? And they say, well, you need to love the sinner. It's like, yes, I do need to love the sinner, of course. But that looks a lot different for us as Christians than the world would have us believe, right? So first and foremost, yeah, and I'll we can tackle that a, a little later. But first and foremost, yes, God is the only one that is allowed, um, and and uh, and 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 it is permissible for Him to hate the sinner because first and foremost, He is holy. He's the only one that has the ability Amen. actually to do that. That's because right. of God's holiness, uh, sin is a direct violation. It's a shaking of the fist. It is cosmic treason, as R.C. Sproul put it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we're talking about the, 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 the true nature of sin a couple episodes ago and what sin actually is, right? It's not just this thing that God winks at. It's a serious, serious offense that sent Christ to the cross and sends souls to hell every day. That's right. That's what sin is, right? So when we're talking about sin, we need to be very clear that it is a bad and horrid thing, right? And um, a lot of people have... uh, and I'm sure you guys have heard the the David Platt sermon. I think Reformed Thug Life took it and like and, and twisted it around. It's it's pretty funny, but but it, it's it's the people that come against the argument. Well, no, God doesn't hate anybody. God doesn't hate the sinner. God loves the sinner. God loves everybody, right? And David Platt says uh, he quotes from Psalm chapter five, verses five and six, when it says that the boastful shall not stand before your your eyes. Speaking about God. You hate all evildoers. You destroy those who speak lies. The Lord abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. Mm. And David Platt, in a very David Platt way, is like, oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said hate. I should have said abhors. <laughs> right? And it's this very, and it's funny, and then the music comes in, but it's very true. We need to be very clear that God does hate sin. And God does hate the evildoer because he's holy. And and we need to be okay with that. And that's a very hard truth to get behind. But with how holy and separate God is from sin and how other he is from us, uh, God does not take sin or the sinner lightly. But the reason, the reason that God can only be the one it's because he is holy. He has that standard. He meets the perfect standard to be able to do that. The reason we cannot do it is because we have not met that standard. It, it's it's hypocritical for us to hate the sinner because we are in the exact same boat. We have committed just as many sins. We have committed just as many felonies against God's holy law. And how would you guys go about making the distinction— because I think this is very important between loving the sinner but hating the sin, right? When we practically work through that in a day-to-day life, say you're having a discussion with someone who is engaging in a lifestyle of homosexuality mm-hmm. or is someone who is who is very, very passionately defending uh, the right to take an unborn infant's life. Mm-hmm. How do you engage with that person with truth lovingly, but also hating what it is that they are promoting. How would you guys go about doing that? Because I think that's the crux of the question. Yeah, sure. I mean, the first thing, 
that I would have to distinguish between is, am I dealing with a believer or a non-believer? Because you're going to deal with yep. them separately. Exactly. Um, so it, let's just take the believer. Uh, if I'm dealing with a believer, the most loving thing that I can do is is call out their sin. So, but but I only do that on the basis of scripture. What scripture says about it, I put it before them, and I say, "This is what God says about this sin. It's evil in His sight. This we do not we do not celebrate this sin. This is a sin that sent Christ to the cross, and we are not to try to justify any sin that sent Christ to the cross. That's right. And so and so, uh, I would tell them that at that point they need to repent of that sin and they need to turn uh to christ but uh i mean and and we'll get in we'll get into to my section about not being the holy spirit for someone but because the holy spirit works through the gospel and i would give them the gospel but until that time that they repent then i would continue to walk with them uh lovingly but also uh, taking a firm position against the sin because I love my brother and they claim to be in Christ, uh, revealing to them what God says. Now, if I'm dealing with a non-believer, the first thing is I shouldn't be surprised that a non-believer acts like a non-believer. And, and so exactly. I, that is such an important truth mm-hmm. that I think a lot of people miss today yeah. is they expect the world to act like Jesus. That's right. And it doesn't, right? We That's we right. are right. saved, and we don't act like Jesus half That's the time. Right. That's right. <laughs> right? That's Why right. we cannot expect the world to do that? Excellent point, Drew. That's right. So so I I'm not to be surprised when the world acts like the world. So now let's take someone uh, who's in homosexuality, practicing homosexuality. The first thing I do is I give them the gospel because that's the most loving thing that I can do. The second thing I do is. We get on the subject of homosexuality talking about what God says about it, but I can't convict them of that sin. Only the Spirit working through the gospel can, but I love that person, right? I demonstrate the love of Christ to them. I I may even serve them, right? Uh, be fr- I, I include them in things, right? And I just I keep the relationship going all the while continuing to give them the gospel and love them, Uh Chris, what do you got? Had to get my, my scripture here. Uh, well, and one of the things that I'm going to get into um, and, and, and when I'm talking about, you know, how we associate with, um, you know, with someone who, uh, who, who is caught in sin. And, and in, this, in this specific instance that we're talking about, um, if they're a believer, um, you know, I, I think a, a couple of things, um, you know, first we start with, uh, we start with, uh, you know, approaching that person, reprove, rebuke, um, uh, you know, move through the Matthew 18 process, um, where you are, um, confronting them. Uh, if they don't listen, you take two or three witnesses. If they don't listen, you make it public. You tell it to the church, um, with, you know, of course the goal the whole time is restoration and them listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if they still don't repent, then you, you cast them out. Um, so now, now coming back to the point that they would say, Hey, I'm struggling with this. I'm wrestling with this. I'm repenting of this. And again, I I don't want to give away too much as I'm getting into it, but, uh, the book of Galatians is very clear. And, uh, starting in verse 26 of chapter five, 
um, uh, Paul says this, he says, let, let us not become boastful, challenging one another, uh, envying one another. Uh, and a lot of theologians believe that that should actually be part of, uh, part of uh, chapter six. And just so everyone, just side note here, our, our chapters and verses uh, in scripture are not inerrant. The word itself is, but where the chapters and verses are, are not. So don't, don't think because I said that, and there are people who thought that, that, oh no, oh no, matter of theology doesn't believe in the truth of scripture. You are wrong. Anyway. Um, What's wrong with you people? Yeah. Go listen to the sufficiency of scripture. Yeah, please, please do. Um, uh, this is the very mind of Christ, just saying. Uh, so, uh, and then in verse six, uh, you know, he says, brethren, uh, if anyone is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual should restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness, each one looking to yourself that you too will not be tempted. Um, and, uh, and then he goes on to say, you know, bear one another's burdens uh, and, and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. Um, so for the believer who's caught in that, if they repent, and I'm going to get into this later, you pick them up. But then as believers, we're called to hold each other up. Yeah. We are called um, to get down underneath what is causing that sin and hold, holding one another up. And not that, that way they're not bearing that burden together alone. Um, and, and, the, and from a practical standpoint, of course, it depends on the exact situation. Um, but, uh, but of course, you know, that, 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 that is just to answer your question, Josh, I mean, that's, that's one thing we need to do. And I love the way Paul starts that. Let us not become boastful, you know, let, let us not think that we have it all together. Let us not, if, if we see someone in sin, let us not, you know, look at, look at that person and go, man, at least my sin is not as bad as, as, as that person. Let us right. not become conceited in our knowledge, right? Yeah. We who are spiritual, um, but, but let us with gentleness and meekness um, approach that person, love that person the way that Christ loved. That's what we're called to do. Well, right. let's, uh, let's first take the log out of our eyes so that we can help our brother. We can see mm-hmm. clearly to help our brother. And I think that's why Paul starts that. Let us not be boastful. Right, yeah. Yep. We right. got to humble ourselves first before we approach our brother, yeah. 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 And it's super important, like to, to, to point out that both of the methods that you guys went through, whether you're dealing with a believer or whether you're dealing with an unbeliever, you're still using the gospel. Mm-hmm. You're still using scripture as the authority. It's the same. It's the same strategy, right? It's the same method of dealing with the problem. Mm-hmm. The only difference is with the unbeliever, you're giving them the gospel and it's, and, and, and you're saying, look, look, there, there's, there is such a better way, right? Right. You are you are engaging in such horrible, horrible sin because God is holy and sin is bad. But Jesus made the way for us. Right. Right. You're giving them the gospel with someone that claims to be a believer. You're still giving them the gospel. You're just calling on them to look, say, look, this is what you believe in. This is what you state you subscribe to. Right. This is what you say defines your life. You aren't allowed to change the rules. You aren't allowed to change the 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 application of the gospel, right? You can't do that. So it's the gospel every time. Mm-hmm. It just looks a little different depending on who you're talking to. So yeah, you guys, I I'll 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 sanction that. Yeah, you spoke for me. I love it. <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> Amen. Well, and and you know, part of part of not hating that person is not condemning, especially if the person is repentant, 
mm-hmm. uh, is is not even if they're not if they're believers there is no condemnation in Christ you don't condemn them right. uh, you don't look to out them uh, right. in, in in a public avenue if you're not if you're not an elder or a leader an elder I won't say a leader an elder in a church and that person's not a part of your local body then that's not your responsibility. That's right. You are commanded in Scripture to love them, and that's hard. You know, speak. I, I thought about this point. Uh, you know, uh, I read. I, I can't remember who put it on Twitter uh, yesterday, but it was uh, there was a story about this this hospital uh, in Illinois, and uh, I'm trying not to get emotional talking about this. They set up a wing in the hospital for uh, babies. Uh, that had been aborted or attempted to be aborted for them to die. And, uh, and, and I mean, it was telling stories about, you know, they would have people come in and, and hold the babies and wrap them in blankets and, 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 and just let them die. Mm. And, 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 it, and it's heart wrenching. It was like, I, I read that story and I slammed my laptop shut after I read it. Um, yeah. And I was, I was so, I, I just, I can't, I cannot fathom that. Um, I was telling somebody today there was a, there was, um, uh, and I'm going to be very careful here, but there was uh, somebody who um, uh, was, was a coworker um, uh, a few years back and, and she, uh, you know, she professed to be a believer in Christ. Her, 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 <laughs> her lifestyle and actions said way otherwise. So any opportunity to present the gospel or share the gospel I'd, I looked for, but I had to be very careful because of HR and all that fun stuff. Um, but anyway, she, she ended up getting pregnant and her mom drove her to have an abortion. And it was, it was it, not, not that I wanted to abhor her, her or hate her, but I, 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 you know, she, she knew where I was. She knew that I was, I was a, a believer and, um, led worship and, and she just said, you probably hate me. And I said, no, I don't hate you. I hate what you're doing, but I, I do not hate yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And that's so hard to do when we talk about these big things like this. Right. Right. Well, and it's so important because because here's the thing. Part of loving the sinner is speaking truth Mm. and you must speak truth. Mm -hmm. Right. It it would be very unloving. I think I don't know. I I heard this illustration somewhere, um, but it'd be very unloving for me to pass by a house that's on fire and see somebody standing in the living room and just move on. That would right. be the most unloving thing that I could do. If I truly want to love that person, if I truly want to show that I want the best for them, I'm going to scream at the top of my lungs, your house is on fire. Get out. Right. Right. And we are dealing with people. We are dealing with people's souls, mm-hmm. their, their eternity. Mm-hmm. Right. That's yeah. what's at stake here. And, you know, that story that you, that you shared, Chris, like that, we must be okay with calling that demonically evil. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because it is, Mm -hmm. it is demonic. It is evil. And there is nothing much in my opinion. I don't know if there's anything more evil that happens on this earth right now in today's context than that. I would agree with that. And we must be okay with speaking that truth but at the same time those people that are going through that we need to give them the gospel they because that's the only thing that is going to bring light into that into that arena 
Well, I right? heard I heard, and, I heard a quote today that said that, that I didn't ask Jesus, I didn't invite Jesus into my into my heart. He gave me a new one. And and and, and yeah. th- there, Josh, you're absolutely right. There's no way. There's no way that someone um, outside of the regener- regenerative work of the Holy Spirit through the proclamation of the gospel is is going to change someone's mind and heart in doing something like that. Um, and and again, something something that I was going to get into later, but we'll just get into it now. We shouldn't be looking at at, at anyone, at anyone, believer or unbeliever, and and again, th- not we don't compare ourselves to them. We compare ourselves to Christ. We remember what Christ has saved us from. We remember that, as Jonathan Edwards said, in Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, the only thing that keeps me at any given moment has kept me at any given moment from the pits of hell that I deserve because of my sin is the restraining grace and love of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's absolutely true for them as well. And Josh, you hit the nail on the head. This is this is this is their their souls. And that's one of the reasons it frustrates me to to no end men like Carl Lentz who go on the view and say, well is abortion sin in your church? Well, you know, we don't we don't call it that. You know, it just depends on the situation. That's a problem. You're not talking about sin and preaching the gospel at all in your church. And you're giving people false hope that they're believers. And then Matthew 7 says one day they will go before the Lord. Lord, Lord, look at what we, they even call him Lord. Look at what we did in your name. And he will say, away from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Yeah. Well, and guys, like, I mean, (laughs) This podcast is getting heavy, but it's good I because because I like it. But uh, it's important, I think, for us to admit. It's important for me to admit. So to you guys and the listeners, look, I one of the greatest sins that I struggle with is, you know, you brought up Carl Lenz, and I hear people that are in, you know, quote unquote, ministry, and in positions of leadership that have influence and that are that have followings. And when I hear something like that. Um, somebody not coming to the defense of the most innocent uh, and or the most defenseless in our culture today, I have a very difficult time not hating that person. Mm. Mm. That is hard for me yeah. because that is evil. <laughs> and what we're talking about, I think part of the reason I wanted to take this topic is because I think it's the main topic that I need to work on. I have a very difficult time when I hear and see things like that and not just say, you know, how, how dare you, you know, are you, you know, please just, just, just get out, (laughs) just leave. You you, you are not doing any good. Uh, That's hard for me. (laughs) Josh, me too, man. It's so difficult. I'll second that. You know, it it was, it's so easy for me. It's so easy for me to, this girl that I was talking about with that story. It's so easy for me to look at her and say, I don't hate you. I do not hate you. I hate what you're doing. And I'm, I'm begging you. I am begging you not to. Um, and, and I went so far as to say, you know, and, and I, I hadn't talked to my wife at the time, but afterwards she's like, yeah, we would have absolutely done it. I was like, we will adopt this kid. Don't do this. It's so difficult for me to, 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 to love that person. And you're absolutely right. And Jonathan Edwards talked about that in that same sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, than to look at somebody like, and again, yes, we're using his name, Carl Lentz, to look at somebody like Bill Johnson, uh, to look at Kenneth Copeland, uh, Hagen, Hen, Benny Hen, all of them, 
and not 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 just absolutely just what the mm-hmm. crap is wrong with you you have their attention give them the gospel mm-hmm. tell them the truth about about where their souls stand before a holy god and beg them as ephesians says today is the day of salvation to repent and believe on jesus christ um i, I say all that man to say i'm, I'm right there with you so we can keep each other accountable with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, I think my uh, <laughs> I think my cage stage pops out sometimes, and 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 it's easy to justify because it's easy to justify. So, no, I I am I am righteously angry about this, right, and right. you know it's true. I mean there are there is a sense that I am, but I very very quickly find myself placing placing myself on the throne of God, mm-hmm. and in the judgment seat of their souls. Um, and that is taking righteous anger uh, to a sinful, sinful place. Anyway, can we move on? <laughs> <laughs> we can keep talking if you guys want to. Oh, I'm wrecked now. That's great. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, AG, oh. man, what, wh- why shouldn't we and why can't we? be the holy spirit to someone because it's not our job but the holy First, spirit lives in us the holy spirit does live in us but we are not the holy spirit so w- one of the things that that really kind of brought me to say that and when we mentioned Justin Peters you know at the beginning of the podcast you know he put out a a, a facebook post that talked about well if Benny Hinn was truly repentant, then this is what would happen. And while I agree with that, that that's what would happen, at the same time, uh, I can't say, okay, now you need to do this, and this is what you need to do now, right, in order for this to be true. Because right. it first thing that, that Benny Hinn needs is he needs the gospel. Right. Right? right. It's, it, it's big that he made, that he made a confession, Right. But now uh, he needs the gospel and he needs true believers to come alongside him and love on him and and allow the Holy Spirit through the through the working of the gospel to change Benny Hinn's heart. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, really, the prosperity gospel is only one area that Benny has wrong. He's got a lot more theological oh, sure. problems than that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But but that's just one area, and for that confession, it's huge. But we need to we need to come alongside, and we can't rush the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit's job is to convict the person. We can't convict them. Now, when we give the gospel and we speak truth, the Holy Spirit can convict through what we say, as long as what we're saying aligns with God's truth. But if our goal is that we're going to attempt to convict the person convict the soul well we're putting ourselves in a position that's not our position to be in right so i mean uh the holy spirit will do it on his time especially if uh if benny hinn is one of god's elect or or any sinner if if, who is god's elect well we need to trust in the sovereignty of God through the proclamation of the gospel and all those that we give it to that the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit will work right. in that person's life. We can't force it, all right? right? Uh, we, we can't make it happen. 
all we have to do is give the gospel, love on that person. Right. And then repeat the cycle. Give the gospel, love on that person. And we can take them under our wing. We can disciple them. We can show them. Right, which is which is huge. Which is one thing that the yeah, church is that. missing today. Yeah, I'm gonna get into yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let Chris get into that. But, but we cannot put ourselves in a position that's not ours. So, quick, quick question for you guys on that. And and I may be getting myself in trouble here, but we're gonna we're gonna shoot for it. We might mine as well at this point, right? Um, our because Justin, I like Justin Peters. Oh yeah. He, I like him a lot. Yes. He's got some great stuff. Yeah. And let me, let me um, I, I should have prefaced I, by saying that because Chris and I got to meet Justin mm-hmm. and we got to talk to him a little bit. And he is the most gracious and sweet yeah. man yeah. that we've ever met. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the question, yes, w- with with that caveat, um, Justin Peters came out with the statement. You know, it was, it was very clear. This is not repentance. Right. This is a sham. Right. This is a. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. he just and then he went on, which is what Justin Peter does. That's I mean, that's that's his area of ministry. He's been hurt and abused by the prosperity gospel. Uh, did his master's very, thesis on Benny yep, Hinn. He's very passionate about it. And I understand all that. The question is this. Are statements like that helpful? I think our so. statements like I, that, something that we well, judgment think, calls that we should be that quick to. Yeah, I think we have to go be into. careful with it, because while what Justin said is correct, w- when someone of that nature like Benny Hinn comes out and, and is talking about uh, they're wrong uh, in an area and they're making this confession, we need to not be quick to say, oh, he's lying. That's a sham. We need to first. Uh, at least wait to see what happens, right? We can't rush to judgment immediately because, right? And I guess my point is, it was pretty quick. It was. I mean, it was almost. I mean, and and, well, and again, I'm not. I like. I, I want to be very careful. I like Justin Peters. Mm-hmm. He does great stuff. Yes, I'm a fan. But it seemed pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Is, okay, is so all let, I'm saying. Let, let me let me speak into that for just for a second. Um, so the reason that it was pretty quick, uh, and this is where. This is where you need to go and watch that video. It's an hour and 50 minutes, and I listened to it on my way uh, to work. Uh, I listened to it on my lunch break, and I listened to the rest of it on the way home. Uh, so it took it took a while to get through it, but it's very, very good. Um, and yes, his initial response on Twitter was very fast. But let, 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 me, let me say this, and, and, and here is why I wholeheartedly agree with exactly what he said. I wholeheartedly agree with exactly when he said it. Um, so I'll start with Scripture, because I always start with Scripture. Um, uh, Titus 1.9, holding fast to the faithful word, which is in accordance to the, to the teaching, so that he will be able to uh, both uh, to exhort in sound doctrine and refute those who contradict it publicly. So there's number one. Number two, number two, Benny Hinn has a history of doing this. He has a history of saying that he's turning away from this. He has a history of saying that he is uh, almost almost verbatim. Um, and he did it uh, once when the 48 Hours documentary came out years ago uh, about, um, about the people that weren't healed, about the... Um, and this is again a secular document documentary that's done. So Justin Justin saw saw the the I mean and with this also too he he saw the 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 fact that Benny was trying to pull wool over people's eyes. Um, Costi's book just came out at the end of July. Um, phenomenal book. If you have not read God, Greed, and the Prosperity Gospel, 
get it, read it. I, I'm going to write a review for it on Amazon uh, at Costi's request. I, it, I could not put it down. Um, incredible book. But it, so Costi's book just came out, and and where he Costi not for sordid gain and not to brag about what he has done, but Costi was very detailed about what went on behind the scenes in his uncle's ministry and in the things that he has seen. And then from a biblical point of view, pointed out why it was wrong, what the Bible has to say about health, wealth, and prosperity. Um, and the book is doing very well. The Lord has shown Kasi some favor um, to where he's been asked to speak at Grace Community Church. He's been asked to do a bunch of podcasts, a bunch of interviews. Um, and, and so this is what Benny does. This is exactly what he does. Now, not saying that it's not genuine. And Justin in that video says, Benny, I mean, he, he's talking directly to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as was it helpful, I think so. The reason I say that is because look how fast information travels. I mean, with these guys right here, and I'm holding my iPhone, with these guys right here, we, we are all instant reporters, and uh, something could happen across the world, and in less than 15 seconds, we can know about it. Mm-hmm. So with, with, Benny, with Benny releasing that video last month or whenever it was, uh, Monday, a couple of weeks ago, um, depending on when you listen to this, it may have been a while ago. Uh, so he releases that video and it goes viral. And that's right. another thing is Benny's, right. Benny's ministry is not as big as it used to be. Right. Uh, he's not selling out, uh, you know, amphitheaters and arenas. And I mean, he's doing stuff on TBN and his little network and stuff like that. Um, and I, I, I think, I think Benny, this is just me looking in, and again, not. And, and I've I've been saying when I posted on our matter of theology page, just keep praying for him. Let's do that. Let's keep praying for him. Um, but but I I, I think it's kind of like a Driscoll thing, and I can't believe well, I'm associated Driscoll and well, Benny together. But yeah, I am but, uh, because of what he's trying to do. Right, right, maybe, and, and maybe. I guess I guess right, and I guess my question is yes, I, I agree with everything that you said, and if I'm being honest, yes, it very it's a huge possibility that he's pulling the wool over people's eyes again, right? He's done it before, he's doing it again, right? But how do we know? And we and, and I right, and I guess my point is just is to to make the statement this is false, this is fake, mm-hmm. is a very at least in my opinion, like, you know, very, uh, very bold statement to make. Yes. There, there's prerequisites that you can look at, right. But, but redemption. Well, now uh, this takes, yeah, go ahead. This is what I would say. Well, everybody was saying that it was repentance. Benny didn't say he repented. Everybody else is going, Benny hands repenting. And I think that's why Justin's going, no, 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 no. This is not biblical repentance. Now. Mm. And, 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 so let me say when the when the video first came out yeah and then the tweet came out i feel like the tweet should have waited at least until the podcast that benny was on came out with that he that he references uh yeah. uh what's the guy's name Stephen oh Strang. yeah yeah, yeah steven yeah. string so the editor so, of charisma magazine yeah, so right. so I was all giving I was I was giving Benny Hinn the benefit of the doubt because now he knowing that he does have a track record, but at some point if he is one of God's elect, there's going to be a point where it's real. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah. No. Exactly. And I guess my point is like so many people pointed to okay because what happened he released the original video mm-hmm. went viral. People right. said, oh look this 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 new video came out you know a couple days later of him 
fleecing the flock again, right? Mm-hmm. And it was proven that that was actually an old video. Yeah. It was yeah, an old video yeah, yeah. that, was that came out. It was pre-recorded, yeah. mm-hmm. right? So I'm just saying and that. he took look, it down. And he took it down. He did. He did. Uh, and and but but it was that that so many people were basing their judgments on. Like, look, see, ah, it's right. false. We knew it, right. but it was fake. Like, like it wasn't even right. true. So so right. so again, I I want to be discerning because I know now, Benny Hinn's sneaky. Say, I get it. To to Justin Peters' point, for because a lot of people were coming out saying that this was repentance. And I was quick to, to even say, no, this isn't a video of repentance. This is just confession. Now, Justin could have sure. just been saying, yes. no, this is not repentance. Like, I, And I think that's what if it was. If it was repentance, then this is what it would look like. Sure. But, but you, it, because uh, I guess of the way it came across, it didn't seem that way. Um, yeah. At least, at least on my part. Well, and and so go yeah. ahead. First Corinthians thirteen, right? Um, uh, First Corinthians thirteen, verse seven. Love, Paul talking about love, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So we need to be careful that. And that was my thing at first. You know, yeah. at first I saw it, I was like, I, I had this weird internal struggle of going, uh, nah, nah, this ain't real. Um, and then, and then. At the same time, going, oh, but what if it is? How incredible would this be? Right. And then I was remind—I really think the Holy Spirit reminded me of that of that verse that love does believe and hope in all things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't be—and that brings up a good point. And I don't—I and let me hear, let me say this: I do not think mm-hmm. Justin Peters did this. In fact, I know he didn't do this. He didn't want that to come across as as him not believing all, hoping in all things. I think he was just or uh, Ag, like you said. He was just saying this. Wait, wait, wait. This is not repentance, mm-hmm. and that's the way Costi responded. Costi responded and said, "Hey, as far as Uncle Benny goes, we're praying. You know, time will tell." Um, mm-hmm. And and had some yeah. scripture references in there about about fruits of the spirit. Um, that's right. So and that's I, what and that's what I was telling people out. too. I, I was telling a lot of people, okay, let's let's pray for him, but let's let's watch and let's be discerning, right? Because at that point, what do we lose? Well, we don't lose anything. We're still back in the same place, right? And he's a false teacher, uh, you know, who just tried to pull the wool over people's eyes. So we haven't lost anything. But at the same time, you know, he could have, you know, the Holy Spirit could have changed his heart. You know, someone could have been giving him the gospel and changed, but... You know, but we yeah. can't. But really, we can't say we we can't say we know his heart. Only the Spirit, only God knows his heart. We can't. Uh, dem, uh, we can't convict him. Only the Spirit can convict him through the proclamation of the gospel and the truths of Scripture. Right. Uh, so we have to be careful in ha- what we demand of him and and how it comes across. So while. It, and really once and, and Chris when you sent out that that inter or no Josh when you sent out the the Stephen Strang interview you know it doesn't take very long into that interview to see that really he hasn't changed no yeah you know and that was where I kind of said okay well you know I'm still praying but we do need you know he does kind of contradict himself in there yeah not kind of yeah yeah. Yeah. And, and that's all true. That's all true. And I guess, I guess, yes, I, I agree with you guys. I guess I'm just, I'm, I know that the, the camp and it might just be the history that I have, but the camp of, that is very prevalent in reformed of just 
making snap judgments and saying this is how it is, this is how it needs to look, and then we're done. I was in that camp, right? I was I was in the business of of yeah. calling of 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 knowing who was saved and who wasn't, yeah. right? And it's so prevalent in reformdom. It's just, and I see when I see it, I I I have a I have a gut reaction against it because I remember doing that. And but yes, I I agree with you. We can't we can't throw away discernment. That's not what I'm saying. We can't throw away evidence. That's not what I'm saying. We can't throw away scriptural proofs and scriptural um, uh, qualifications right. for what something looks like. Right? right. We can't do that That's at right. all. Um, yeah, I just think some some people can be very quick to say, yeah. Oh no, this is fake. It's like well, right. I well, mean, you, maybe you, but, you know. Let the spirit work. Right. And if it is of the spirit, right. then it will bear fruit. Right. Absolutely. Right. And and it needs to at least in my opinion, it it needs to be longer than a week. Yeah. I guess yeah. that's my mm-hmm. I guess that's my point. I guess that's all I'm saying yeah. is yes, time will always tell. Mm-hmm. It usually is longer than a week. Right. I mean, because you also you, you gotta remember you, we don't, we know Benny has been at this since the seventies, but other yes. people, right? Uh, that we may come across, we don't know how long they've been uh, engulfed in whatever and right. uh, you know false right. false beliefs, uh, uh, yeah. believe believing, and uh, so uh, with someone like Benny, it's so ingrained in him. And I believe uh, one of Justin's teachings, uh, he admitted that Benny was a person that probably believed the things he was teaching, right? Sure. So from the outside, we look at that and we go, how can anyone believe that? But if you do it over and over and over again, mm-hmm. if you start falling for your own trick. Well, one of the things that Justin talks of, Justin Peters talked about in the video that I, I've, I've been referring to is he said, you know, he was talking directly to Benny and, and saying, I'm praying for you because not only are you a deceiver, not only are you a false teacher, but you've been deceived and conti- right. yeah. you're continuing yes. to yes. be deceived, as Scripture says. Um, and so that was one of the things he was pleading with him over because in that in that podcast and in interview, but, and, and this is where it would, it's difficult for us, right, not to be the Holy Spirit. In somebody's mm-hmm. life, Benny, Benny in that interview with Stephen Strang, and I've listened to it a couple times. He said that he's right. he's reading his Bible day and night, that he's reading his right. Hebrew Bible and and all right. this stuff. And and I agree with Justin when Justin Peters was like, "What Bible are you reading?" And ob- obviously, yeah. there's a veil, right? Corinthians talks about right. the veil yeah. being over our eyes, and and who puts that veil there? Hello, right. you know, you're being yeah. deceived as well. That's right. Um, right. So again, the video the video was phenomenal. I can't yeah. I can't begin yeah. to yeah. commend Justin yeah. and, I, and I did publicly yeah. um, on social media that man that was just incredible. It's just, it's just and, very, and very one of the together. things that I would I would love to see is uh, and I really probably wouldn't see it, but if if Benny reached out to Justin and it was just the two of them because knowing what we know of Justin, we know he's going to handle it graciously and lovingly uh, out of concern. Not uh, for Benny and the people that follow him. Yeah, uh, I mean that would be something that I think would be uh, amazing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If you had told me five years ago that I would have come this close to defending Benny Hinn, I would have slapped you <laughs> and said, "How, how dare you?" <laughs> What's wrong with you, people? What's wrong with you? Oh goodness. <laughs> No, but I mean, dealing with this topic, it, it, no matter who it is, it's really just say, don't be so quick to rush to the judgment, but wait 
see if it bears fruit and pray for the person. Yeah, uh, and that's, um, I didn't bring the book with me, unfortunately, today, uh, and I really wanted to, because at the end of God, Greed, and the Prosperity Gospel, Costi walks through 10 things um, to do uh, when, when you find someone that's stuck in that or any errant theology, uh, blasphemous theology, heresy, heretox, um, heretoxical teaching. Um, and that's one of the big things in there is pray for them, pray for them, pray for them. And when you think you've prayed for them enough, pray for them some more. Um, and, and again, hope, hope in all things. So, yeah. So that brings us, uh, are we moving on? Did AG got anything else, man? No, man. Quit being the Holy Spirit for people. Yeah. 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 Husbands, husbands, quit trying to be the Holy Spirit for your wife. Okay. <laughs> oh, jeez. And, and I Ew. say that, I, I really say that to myself because I fall into that all the time. Oh, man. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those, okay, when you do this, I react in this way. So don't do that. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so instead of, instead of just, you know, modeling Christ and allowing her to yeah. see that. Mm. Now you're preaching to me. Um, as well. Uh, so, so I, I wanted to talk about, um, uh, you know, we, we have to be careful, um, how we associate, um, with those who are, uh, caught in sin. Uh, again, somebody like a Benny Hinn, uh, as far as when, when their, their theology is errant, as far as closed handed theological issues. And what I mean by closed handed is gospel issues, um, the authority, yeah. sufficiency, and errancy of Scripture, uh, the deity of Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, anybody out there who tries to defend Bill Johnson as not being a heretic when he teaches that Christ oh. was a man who did what he did by the power of the Holy Spirit, you are on dangerous and slippy ground, and you yourself need to get into Scripture and learn about that. Anyway, um, uh, and... and or and and or and or someone caught in sin. Um, the Bible is very clear. Scripture is full of instruction that warns us and admonishes us and will even rebuke us when it comes to this issue. Um, as we ourselves don't want to fall into uh, a similar temptation of of the person that's uh, uh, whatever the situation may be, or uh, don't want to fall into the temptation of uh, of of speaking non truth to that person, or discouraging them, or tearing them down, or condemning them, um, uh, you know, getting unrighteously having a righteous anger turn into an unrighteous anger uh, with someone. Uh, that's caught up in the sin that, that we're in. And so, uh, you know, I think if you've, if you've listened to Matter of Theology for any given time, I think we've, we've talked about this a good bit. Uh, false teachers, and I read it earlier, Titus is clear that you are to, to rebuke them. Uh, Scripture is clear elsewhere that it is, it is supposed to be a public thing. Uh, you are supposed to do it publicly. You are supposed to do it in love, but it is supposed to be in public, uh, especially to those who... And can I interject real quick? Please, you can interject <clears throat> when, anytime when you, you want. When you talk about doing it in love, it's, the reason you do it is because, one, you love the believer that's hearing it, or, or the believer that may be saying something false. You're doing it to bring them back to Christ, and you're doing it to the lost person to take them to Christ, to bring them to the cross. Well, I would back up and go a, a bit farther. And again, Jesus modeled this for us. You know, First John 2 says that, that, uh, that, that if, if we love him, we'll abide with him and obey, and, and, and obey his commands. And there's multiple places there. But Je this is how Christ com commanded us to love. He said that his law is a law of love. Um, so, uh, but uh, FYI, um, doing it in love 
is not not confronting them. Doing it in love is not not calling them out. Um, doing it in love is not seeking to warn others uh, of, uh, of, of this person who refuses to uh, repent, which again, uh, and I know I think Josh is going to get into Matthew 18 a little bit here in a second um, when we talk about um, forgive, when, we're forgive, when we forgive, we're never more like Christ, and when we hate, we're never more like the enemy. Um, and, uh, so, but Matthew 18 deals specifically, specifically with that. Um, so, but what I wanted to spend the majority of my time talking about is something that I've had some personal experience with lately, um, is what do you do, uh, when someone sins, you discipline them and what do you do when they repent and turn from that sin? Uh, you forgive them. And you forgive them in the fullest sense. And, and you restore them. You take them all the way back to the place that they were in before they fell. Um, and, uh, you know, Jesus Christ has designed his church and is very, very concerned with the purity of his bride. Uh, you know, he, he says to, uh, to the Corinthians, um, when you find somebody in your assembly who's in sin, you, you, you put them out. It is an extremely big deal and high priority um, with God in Christ uh, that this happens. And as 1 Corinthians 5 says, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Um, so the purity of his church, and, and we see it in Ephesians as well, Ephesians 5, is of huge concern. So I already read this a little bit earlier, but um, if you have your Bibles, I would like to invite you, uh, no, I'm not preaching, but I guess I kind of am, uh, to Galatians 5. So, um, fellas, if you guys want to turn there. Um, and this is I'm the Reformed Baptist. I don't do invitations well. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> so, um, and, and I read it earlier. So I'm, it's just a uh, Galatians five twenty six through six six, um, and it says this: Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another, brethren. If anyone is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness. Each one looking to yourself so that you too will not be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But each one must examine his own work and then he will have a reason for boasting in regard to himself alone and not in regard to another. For each one will bear his own load. The one who is taught the word is to share all good things with the one who teaches him. So the reason that I, I just wanted to, wanted us to briefly look at that um, is, is this, this is, this is after discipline. Okay. This deals with restoration. So it's, it, it's implying forgiveness. Um, and, but, but the whole theme here is, is restoration. Okay. We've talked about that again. There has to be discipline, uh, that there has to be forgiveness there. Um, and, uh, what, what's interesting too, is Paul says elsewhere, I, I, I was reminded of this in second Corinthians, that if you don't do that, if you don't have restoration, you give Satan an advantage. 
Um, and this is a, it's an open invitation to come in and, and for, for the enemy um, to come in and, and do exactly what Christ prayed for or, or undo what Christ prayed for in John 17, which is unity. And it's a very, very quick way for Satan to come in and just wreak havoc. So, Josh, are you going to say something? Oh no, no! I was going to say, yeah, yeah. That's 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 really important because I think so many people, I think when repentance happens and it's true and right. it's authentic, right? Um, so many people uh, still <laughs> treat that person as if they have not repented, yeah. right? Um, now that doesn't mean that there aren't consequences for sin. That doesn't that's right. mean that that things look a little differently, but in terms of your standing, uh, with the body, your standing right. with your fellow believers, right. that is reinstated. Correct. Right. And, and there's no half measures when it comes to that. Now that doesn't mean that say, you know, say a pastor does something that's disqualifying that if they repent and come back, that doesn't mean that they're going to be put back into leadership. Right. Right. Um, that's very important to, 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 to make, I think, the distinction, because uh, I think you said earlier that, that that they are reinstated to the place that they were, right? I think it's very important to make that distinction, that of, of re- reinstated into the place that they were in terms of their standing with the believers. Correct. Right? Correct. Right? Not necessarily someone, you know, a pastor uh, has an affair, uh, repents, comes back, fantastic, you are brought back into the body, we love you, that doesn't mean that we're going to put you back behind the pulpit. That's right. Right. So so there are there are standards that need to be upheld. But yes, yeah, it's very important that when repentance happens, uh, that's standing with your fellow believers in terms of them loving you, supporting you, encouraging you, uh, you know, holding you accountable. That that is all in full one hundred percent back in effect. Correct. And we also need to not look for instances where they may fall again, right? Uh, right. not not just simply treating them as though they haven't repented, but also looking, nitpicking, looking for little things that say, ah, see, yeah, you haven't changed at all. Right. <laughs> right. right. Well, well, because that's not true forgiveness. Right. 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 I mean, forgiveness. If we, if I truly, you know, say, say Chris sins against me or I sin against Chris, which is the more likely of the two. Um, <laughs> if Chris, if Chris, if I come to him and I repent and I ask his forgiveness and we are restored for Chris to hold on to that sin and lord it over me right. and say, hey, look, you remember when you did this? Yeah, that's not true forgiveness. That's, right. that's not that's what right. we are called to do because that right. is not what Jesus did that's for right. us. That's right. That's what, and, and I mean, Vodi has a great message on forgiveness mm-hmm. where he talks about that. And yep. it's convicting. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Um, yep, definitely. Definitely, definitely. So... Uh, so, so just, uh, just a few things concerning this, uh, this passage of scripture. Um, you know, uh, Paul, Paul saying we should, you know, we, uh, you know, again, we don't become boastful. We talked about that earlier. Um, and and I think that's, that's, that can be so true. And, and, and it's, it's a balancing act, right? Because when you stand for the truth and you speak the truth, even if it's in love, there are going to be those who are saying all you're doing is you're conceited, you desire glory, um, you desire honor. Uh, you know, you're you think that you're you're somebody worthy of this this special uh, badge because of of how you know. And well, how you know what you know is just by the grace of God. 
uh, and you should just be more loving. Um, and 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 that's an important reminder uh, that that we should not look down uh, on anyone who maybe they aren't at the level of maturity or don't have the uh, the the biblical discipline uh, that the grace of God has, has has given you, and that's not something to be ashamed of either. But at the same time, it's a good heart check and gut check that you want to make sure that um, that you're not boasting. That you're not challenging one another, uh, provoking one another instead of helping one another, not gloating over one another instead of being there for one another, um, and 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 that's what Paul wants. I mean, when you look at look at who he was writing to, look at what was happening in the church of Galatia, there in Galatia. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, he just he walks through he walks through this and. Um, I mean, some, some, some fantastic reminders for us, you know, that, that, uh, Christ is the model of how we're supposed to do this. And, and, and something interesting when I dug into this, okay. Um, when I dug into this, th- th- this was, uh, I thought this, this part was interesting here. The first part of, uh, of, of the verse, um, of, of chapter six, he says, uh, you know, so the question is, after he tells them not to be boastful, not to challenge one another, uh, he says, brethren, right? Brethren, if anyone, uh, even if anyone is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore, uh, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. So he's talking to believers, and we talked about that earlier, right? The difference between talking to an unbeliever and a believer. Um, so he is, is talking to them first and foremost. Now, when he says, if anyone is caught in a trespass. So the, the King James says, if, if a man be overtaken. Okay. So, so what that means in the Greek is if he, if he falls, if he stumbles and, and some, some, some theologians that, or, or, or in my, and in, in my research and looking through commentaries and stuff, some people thought that that was to be like, if he's caught in sin, if he's overtaken by sin, um, I would actually lean towards where some others went when they said, I, I don't think it's a sin. I think it, it is when you who are spiritual, you catch someone in sin, you are to restore them. Because when you look at the Greek um, and look at, as far as a literary, in, in the literary approach, how Paul is writing, he's ta- he had just talked about walking by the Spirit and walking in the Spirit, and he's continuing to talk about walking. And so what happens when you walk in the Spirit and you do sin? You fall. So he's saying if a man is caught. So in, in thinking about the word overtaken or caught, so think about this for a second. We never go, we never sin and go, oh, sin is Sin is overtaking me. I, I didn't know this was happening. Right? It's it's we we don't we we don't just go. Oops! I sinned. I didn't realize I was doing this. We we know we're sinning. So when a believer is walking and 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 or a believer who's spiritual is walking and and catches someone who has fallen into sin, that's the difference. And it's 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 interesting the way the NAS translates it. Because it really does, when you read it, at first you're like, well, yeah, if anyone's caught in any trespass. But when you look at what trespass translates into in the Greek, it, it literally means fall. If anyone's caught in a fall. Um, so anyway, I thought that was interesting. Any thoughts on that? I, it just kind of blew my mind a little bit. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I think I think that emphasizes the importance too that that we should be one, uh, like we talked about a couple episodes ago, on constant watch of our own hearts for yeah. sin, yeah. but two, lovingly, not judgmentally, but lovingly cautious for our brothers and sisters around us. Right. Right. Because I I can't tell you like like I had I had an experience once in uh, in our our last church that was really good. One of the pastors came up to me and he's like, "Hey, I just wanted to just wanted to chat bases with you. I heard you say say this." Um, and I just just kind of wanted to know what you were thinking. You know, it sounded sounded a little off. It sounded like it was kind of coming from maybe maybe a little prideful prideful uh, way. And and in my head, I was like, I didn't think I was being prideful. But if that's how it sounds, I am. And I thanked him. I'm like, dude, thank you so much right. for like being courageous and loving enough to come tell me that. Because even if it's not sin, if you were doing it in love and we're doing it with grace. Uh, we should thank each other for that. You know, Absolutely. Like, th- you know, thank you for having my back. You right. Know, thank right. you. Thank you for 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 helping me with this. Right. It's it, it's mm-hmm. it's very, it's a very important and loving thing to do for each other. Yeah. Well, look at yeah, how he did it. Right. He did it with gentleness. Yes, and yeah. that's the key. Yep. Yeah. That's the key. You can't just come out and say, "Hey, you're doing this," because yep. uh, maybe they're not. It's like, "Hey, um, I love you," and it yeah. it looks like this. This might be a blind spot. It might be a blind right, spot for you. Right, have, have you thought right. about this? Yeah, that's right. Cool. Yeah. That's right. A good way and, to say that. and that is so appropriate. And when it's done right, there is, I, there is, I've felt so much joy in that. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a friend that some of our, our earlier episodes, you know, he's, he, he would text me and say, Hey man, uh, this is kind of how, when y'all were talking about the subject, it's kind of how it came off. Now, I know you didn't mean that because I know you and I know your heart and I know what you are trying to do. But yeah. someone who doesn't know you, this can come across that way. Right, right. And, yeah. and how you said that. So, I mean, right. yeah, like you said, Josh, those are always, especially coming from someone who knows you and knows your heart, it, it's right. very appreciated because oh, then yeah. you start monitoring your tone and how you say things. Right. Right, yep. and that should be the natural response. Is oh, thank you. Let me yep. let me uh, yep. let me change some things, mm-hmm. right? And that's, that's right. perfectly yep. perfectly okay. Yep. So you come across somebody who who sins or is in sin or is caught up in sin, and, and it isn't again, Drew. Going back to what you were talking about, it isn't that we are the right. We, we aren't the spiritual special forces uh, that we're <laughs> that we're we're ducking, covering. You know, have we have we you know uh, make make sure we we're covering our six here and. Uh, it's that if we walk by the spirit um, and uh, we who are spiritual um, and, and that's, that is huge right there. Um, caught in any trespasses, you who are spiritual restore one uh, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Each one look into yourself that you too will not be tempted. So to be spiritual means to have the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Paul talks about that in First Corinthians chapter two. Uh, he talks about having the mind of Christ. So what does that mean to have the mind of Christ? Well, my mind immediately goes to Colossians three, Ephesians five. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. So having the mind of Christ, being spiritual, is the person that has uh, the, that is living by, knows, and is living by in obedience the word of God. To have the mind of Christ means you know. Uh, because the mind of Christ is you learn the word of God and the spirit Mm -hmm. energizes what you learn in your obedience. Um, so that, that's, that's just a little, just a quick little thought about what that is, is you who are spiritual. And just like Josh, you shared with that guy who came to you, 
This was a guy. And, and, and we've all had that, hopefully. We've all had those men in our lives and ladies. You've had the ladies in your life that will come to you and say, hey, I don't know if you meant this. And they come with gentleness and meekness, yeah. and they don't come yelling. They don't come screaming. They don't come cussing. They don't come anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, that is right. not gentleness. That is not meekness. That is not the mind of Christ. That right there is the mind of someone else. Um, right. So... Mm-hmm. Well, that's my mind, yeah. right? I <laughs> mean, too. It's the mind of hey. it's the mind of Christ, and then there's my mind. Absolutely, right? yeah, the mind the of Christ, yeah. and then as James says, our own lusts. Yes, right. Um, well, I mean, and right. this really this takes it back. Everything you were just saying, Chris, centers upon the foundation of Scripture. The, that's right. Let, now, now let's go to the mind of Christ and let's flush that out a little more. Let's do that. So, so to be spiritually minded, having the mind of Christ. Well, what was Christ's mind constantly focused on? Doing the will of the Father That's right. and obedience to him. Now, if our mind is to be the same way, if we are to live a life in obedience to Christ and, and the will of God, there's only one way that we know to do that. That's right. right? And it's and- not shutting our Bibles and trying to transcend uh into the divine it is opening our bibles and coming before the word of god and submerging ourselves in it so that it can fill us so that we know what god expects of us that's right that's right amen brother i'm gonna go back to eating a cookie now yeah well and and so yeah that was good that, that was very good man that was very good uh so so we we restore this person Right. It's and the word in the New Testament restore is used often. It And it's simply in the Greek means to repair something. It, it it has the sense of bringing it back to its former condition. And as Josh called out, depending on the situation, depending on the sin, it may not mean restoring to an office in the church. It may not mean restoring to a job. But as far mm-hmm. as restoring to the place that you were from a spiritual standpoint and yeah. in the spiritual strength before the fall. Before yeah. the sin, before the trespass, before um, right. when you stumbled. And so it, it gives the picture, the word restore in the Greek gives the picture of setting bones that are broken, right? Mm-hmm. Putting a, putting a, I think of Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon when he slams his shoulder into a wall to, 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 <laughs> to, to, to put it back in. I mean, it's, 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 it's restoring in that way. So again, we repute, right. reprove, rebuke, discipline, but we forgive them. Um, and, and, and we have to, we have to pick them up and we have to hold them up. And that's huge. That is huge. So, and and that's why there has to be that spirit of meekness, that spirit of humility. Um, and, and, and again, as you guys have called out and AJ, you just said it, that means that we, we do it with the gentleness of Christ. Paul says in second Corinthians 10, um, I, Paul myself beseech you in the meekness and the gentleness of Christ, Christ who came into our world, um, who looked at us, wretched, vile, ungodly, disobedient, ignorant sinners, um, and, 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 and stepped in our place, died, lived the life we couldn't, died the death we deserve, rose again to defeat death, hell, and the grave, and gives us hope and gives us life. Um, but we are, to, we are to serve and love in that way. We get rid of the pride. We get rid of any, any kind of vain, vain, thoughts or, 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 or wantings of any kind of glory that we would receive. And so, and we pick them up and we bear their burdens, you know, we hold them up and that's verse two, we bear one another's burdens and therefore, therefore fulfill the law of Christ. And so, um, 
as far as bearing one another's burdens and, and, and holding them up. So what does that look like? You know, so, so a good picture of that is you've got a guy who's walking. He falls. So what made him fall? It was something that was too heavy. Um, and, and it, and it crushed him and he fell. So you pick him up and you, you get underneath there and you help him carry the load. And so, so often, so many times, and we've seen this right in, in, in our own lives, we fall, we sin, we fall short, we repent, we're forgiven, we're brought back into the fellowship and then nobody is there to carry the load. And what happens? They fall again. So part of restoration is getting to the, getting to the, the root of, of what caused that sin, that, that, as we talked about in the mortification of sin, that idolatry, that, that covetousness. And we get to the root of that and we figure out how to keep them accountable. We figure out how to hold them up and carry them so that they do not fall again. And that's, I mean, that, that's what the Lord wants us to do. He wants us Mm -hmm. to love one another in that way. Um, John 13, he said, a new commandment I give to you, love one another. That's the law of Christ. The law of Christ is to love one another, pick one another up, hold one another up. Um, James, in, in the book of James, called it the, the, the perfect law, the royal law. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's the point of ministry. That's the point of the body, right? Um, that, that, that's the whole, that, one of the whole points of the body of Christ is you can't do it on your own. And when you do fall, you do sin. If there is genuine biblical repentance and not regret, you, you, we, we have to be there for one another in that way. We yeah. can, and, and, and again, I already said this earlier and uh, you know, we pick them up, we hold them up and we can't look at people and go, well, I don't, you know, we can't get super spiritual and go, well, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to hang out with that person. Mm. They may taint me. They may stain yeah. my purity. Yeah. They may sneeze and I'll catch it. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, right. And, and who <laughs> we have an example in the new Testament of people that did that. It was it it, it it was the Pharisees, and they were the people that made Jesus the most angry. That's right, mm-hmm. right. They were the people that was dragging the woman caught in adultery out mm. and saying, "Here, look, yeah, yeah. look at her, yeah, look at her." And Jesus says, "No, no, look at yourself." Right, and we see how Jesus interacted with those caught in sin versus those who were in sin and thought that they were completely spotless. Yeah. Well, in right. verse three, Paul says that and he says, if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. And we, we are nothing. If, if Paul, you know, it's, it's, it's argued, it's argued that Paul is the, the, the greatest Christian that has ever lived. And if he called himself the chief of sinners, what does that make the rest of us? And again, we don't, com- mm-hmm. we don't even compare it to Paul. We d- we don't compare right. to one another. Our comparison is Christ. You know, so when we when we approach that way, it, 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 things in that way, and saying I can't do that, I can't build, I, I can't hold one somebody up. Well, you, you know, because or or we look down on we look our look down our nose at people and say, uh, you know, I, I can't do that. Well, uh, be, you know, that, at least my sin's not like theirs. Then well, look, who's the standard? It isn't Paul. It isn't each other. It's Christ. Christ yeah. is the standard. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Let, let me read this tweet from uh, Doug Wilson that Do he it. put out um, uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, and, and I was reminded of it when, Josh, you said about, uh, you know, how Jesus treated sinners. And this is what Doug Wilson says. He says, 
Shortly before Judas lifted up his heel against Jesus, the Lord washed that heel knowing whose it was. Wow. Yeah. Could we do that? If I knew the person sitting in front of me was going to be the instrument the instrument of my death or the instrument of of death of somebody that I love, could I could I do that? Wow. I'm not going to answer that question, <laughs> but that's just that that's that's a question. Yeah. Yeah, that's a and that's a good question. And again, right, if Christ is the standard, first John two six, if we say we abide in him, we ought to walk as he walked. That's right. And that's we compare ourselves to him. Uh, we we come out on the bottom end. <laughs> so um, so we, we need to we need to remember that we um we, we have to prove that we say we love him. And part of the way that we prove that is by being there for each other and restoring one another when, when someone is repentant. So, so this passage ends, uh, and I'll, I'll wrap up with this for me, uh, for this is, is we pick them up, we hold them up and then we build them up. And, uh, you know, in verse six, he says, the one who has taught the word is to share all good things with the one who teaches him. So, um, we, we, we pick them up, we build them up, we hold them up, we, uh, we teach them all of 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 the, the the spiritual goodness that will help them in rebuilding their life, uh, and 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 restoring them back to uh, that place of strength from a spiritual standpoint. And we walk with them, we help them, we keep them accountable. Um, so it, it isn't you know, it is. I, I thought about diving into the whole you know partnering with them in ministry as far as those who teach errant theology, but. You know, that is a whole nother podcast. That is that is a that, whole nother that, podcast. And the reason yeah, I want another app. Yeah, the reason that I wanted to do this is because it's it's something that, uh, without getting into into detail, it's something that I've I've seen and experienced personally. When, uh, and and I was the one who fell. Um, I was the one who messed up, and to see the way uh, that that my brothers and and the church uh, came around me and continue to um, uh, to pick me up hold me up and build me up um, is has been absolutely uh, emotionally overwhelming and uh, and that also assists in the continued mortification of sin um, which again if you haven't listened to that episode do it if you haven't read the book mortification of sin do it there yeah. you go yeah so well and I think go sorry, ahead, big no. J Oh no 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 no! I was just gonna say that yeah I mean we're already we're already uh, <laughs> we're already long, um, but but uh, I think it's important because I mean one of the main things we're talking about here is forgiveness the importance of forgiveness right and I think it's very important if we we would be amiss not to close um, with answering the question why is forgiveness important right what is the big deal about forgiveness so kind of going into the third in the third topic here and. Um, I'm going to make a statement here and then I'm going to, I'm going to support it. So don't worry, but it's, uh, (laughs) the statement, the statement is simply this forgiveness is so important because, because of this, I fully believe that Christians, those who are indwelled with the Holy spirit, who have been saved by Christ are the ones that can, are the only ones that can truly forgive. I believe Christians are the only ones that can truly forgive because I do not believe that you can give what you have not received. Sure. Unbelievers do not have the well to draw from. 
of forgiveness in order That's to right. extend it to somebody else, right? And you can go through the motions, but in terms of the actual forgiveness, what forgiveness actually is, I believe that is something only Christians can truly do because only Christians have been the ones that have been the recipients of it. I would agree with that. Right? And we are, as Christians, recipients of such grace, such forgiveness, and it is so important. It is vital. It is detrimental to the gospel if we do not do it because when we forgive, we as Christians do not engage in any activity in any practice that makes us look more like Jesus Amen. than the act of forgiveness. Amen. There is nothing you will do that will make you look more like the one that saved you than when you extend forgiveness to another person. Yeah, and I would say on the on the flip side of that, when we hate and when we harbor bitterness yes. uh, in our hearts, uh, we are never more like the enemy. And never. Uh, and 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 that is that is absolutely true. We we have no biblical foundation to stand on as believers to not forgive. Um, right. uh, Christ Himself, when Peter asked, "How many? So how many times am I supposed to do this?" You seven times. No, in fact, seventy times seven times. There there is no end uh, to the amount that you forgive. And in our world, there's we harbor so much anger. Right. And, and the world and the, and, and the worldly uh, view and philosophy on this is if you've been wronged, you know, you have a right, you know, self-care, self-love. You hold you, you hold on to that. We must always remember that. Um, and as the Bible states, um, we have to also remember something that's key is before Christ, before Christ, we were we were described as sons of Satan. And after Christ, we are, we, we are called the sons and daughters of the mm-hmm. king. And so yep. we need to make sure that we're representing him. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, w- look at the parable of the unforgiving servant in Matthew 18. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. At the end, at the end. So the, 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 the servant has shown such forgiveness from the king. Right. And he goes out, does not extend it. <laughs> right? He doesn't show the same forgiveness that he was given. He comes back to the king. What does the king say to him? He says, you wicked servant, right? The word wicked is a term that is very, very seldomly used in scripture and usually only used to reference Satan himself. Ooh. You wicked servant. I forgave you all the debt because you pleaded with me. I'm at verse 33 now. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? That's a rhetorical question, by the way, right? And in his anger, the master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay off his debt. Other translations say the torturers mm. until he should pay off his debt. So, and then this is the kicker. This is right, right here. Verse 35. So also my heavenly father will do to you. If you do not forgive your brother from your heart, what we do not understand about unforgiveness is that it does more damage to us than the person we are not forgiving. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison, waiting for the other person to die. That is what unforgiveness is. Can you say that again, please? Unforgiveness is like drinking poison, waiting for the other person to die. Mm. 
when I do not extend forgiveness to somebody else, it is rotting my soul. It is rotting my heart because it is so anti-gospel. It is so anti-Jesus that it will manifest itself and just in, in horrible ways, it will rot you. And there's a there's a very uh, it's a cool uh, I'm going to butcher it, but it's it's unforgiveness is unforgiveness does more damage to the vessel in which it is stored than to the vessel in which it is poured. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's it's this it's just this idea that, yeah, when you don't forgive the one suffering is you. Yeah, it is so important that we forgive our brothers and our sisters from our hearts because we have been given forgiveness. We need to show the world what forgiveness looks like because we're the only ones Mm. that know what it looks like. (laughs) We're the only ones. We need to show it. No one else is going to do it if we don't. Well, and Jesus said, you know, how will they know? They will know you by your love. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It is look like, if you want to look like Jesus forgive that's right and love your brothers and your sisters and be the first ones to do it that's right amen mm. Whew. we are at an hour and 23 <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a short episode yeah that's what the text that's what said, we said yeah. yeah right i saw that text and i almost sent a gif like yeah right <laughs> Since when <laughs> we ever do anything? Well, it's such a it's such a huge topic that you don't. It I really mean, is. This you, should you have been a part it? one and part two. It really should have been. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. you, you hear you, you hear the topic brought up in the in, in the church. Uh, I mean, at least at least where we are, um, but but not not in this way. Yeah. Um. I and I, that's not tooting our own horn. That 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 is not right. what I'm doing at all. I'm just saying that it's it's it, it it's something that we need to especially. Especially with so many people, you know, professing apostasy right now, and we, and we talked about that in a previous episode as well. Um, how are we to approach them? You know, it's the same way. It's and and Benny Hinn has never sinned against me directly, um, but but I need to forgive him, right? Pray for him, love him, pray, pray that the Holy Spirit would get a hold of his heart and uh, that he would repent. So yeah. Amen. And that is an easy transition into the gospel, right? That's right. It's, it, it's perfect. It's perfect. That's what forgiveness is about. That's right. Yeah. I mean, and <clears throat> j- just like you said, Josh, I mean, we forgive because we're the only ones that can. Because while we were yet sinners, Christ came and took our place on the cross. He came born of a virgin to live the life that we could not live, to die the death that we deserve. He went to the cross and suffered in our place. And he did that being obedient to the Father so that we, by our repentance of sin and faith in him, would be reconciled to the Father, joined back together with the Father to live for eternity worshiping Him. When we come to Christ, we don't come to Christ just for eternity. We come to Christ to be with God. So if you are listening to this and you are a believer and you have strayed, 
We call you to repent and come back to Christ. Turn to Christ. If you are an unbeliever and you are listening to this because someone duped you and, and, and sent this to you and told you to listen, uh, we call you to repentance of your sin and faith in Christ. And when you repent of your sin, turn from your sin and turn towards Christ, believe on him, the work that he's done on the cross, mm. you will find him to be a perfect savior. Oh, yeah. Amen. Mm. Amen. Such good news mm. to me, a lowly sinner. Yes. That's right. Hmm. Oh, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Always. <laughs> Always. Chris, close it. You opened it. Close it out. Mm-hmm. Well, we uh, we are we are grateful um, for for every person that the Lord allows to hear this, and and our goal is to honor and glorify Him. Uh, through through the proclamation of his word and truths found in his word. Um, and uh, so we, we hope that this has been a blessing to you. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, uh, concerns, uh, please feel free to, to email us or reach out to us on our socials. Um, so thank you so much uh, for for giving us your your time whenever you're listening to this. So we will catch you guys next time. Yep. Later. Later.